Welcome to the Bird's Basement Show. I'm Albert. Today I have with me Every Sunshine. But let's start with her number one single, Call My Name. Can I bring something up? Don't mean to be confrontational. But lately we haven't made time to be conversational. Down here, sweet, nothing's no more. I guess life has gotten in the way. Say, hey. 
So I'm here with Every Sunshine. We are at Bird's Basement and Every is starting playing at Bird's Basement from tonight uh, until Sunday, that is for the next six nights. So welcome. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank We're you. so glad to be here. That's wonderful to have you here. Uh, and so Every, as I just find out, your name is not Every, your no. name is Denise. Denise. Denise it's White. French. Actually, Johnson. Denise is French. It's French. Denise yes. Is, yeah. Because you're from, from Philadelphia. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yes. And uh, in Philadelphia, they used to have the French there, I think, at some stage. How about uh, that? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. And, and then we have uh, Dina yeah. Johnson. Yep, Dana Johnson, that's right. Uh, and yeah. that's uh, you from San Francisco. Oh, well, just, just across the bay, Oakland, California. From Suburb. Oakland. Yeah, 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 yeah. yes. And Yoshi is uh, there, of course. Yeah. Yoshi, Great jazz. Yeah. Yeah. Great club. Yeah. I, I had the honor to play there once a couple of years ago. It was fantastic. Yeah. Really brilliant. And uh, so it's um, uh, an honor to have you guys come here. And I want to congratulate you because you just got married. Yes. yes. So this is like a, a, an anniversary. Uh, what's it called? What do you call it? When, uh, anniversary slash honeymoon. Honey. Yes. An anniversary <laughs> honeymoon. Because wow. we celebrated April 3rd. That was one year for us. Oh, and so the public here is going to be so happy to yeah. to hear you guys yeah. because I just uh, heard your rehearsal <laughs> slash sound check, yeah. and that was something. Yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm really so looking forward to your show. Thank you. Uh, now, Ina, my good friend Ina, yes. uh, she's Ina your Ditka. manager, right? Ina Ditka. She's our booking agent, one yeah. of our booking Ooh, agents. Yeah, uh -huh. because she used to be my manager, right? Wow. Wow. And so uh, she told me that you were from England. <laughs> <laughs> she wants us to be from England. So, That's what it is. Uh, so, what is that, Ina? Uh, but uh, you're definitely from the states. We spend a lot of time in England. I, I think kind of was surprised when I heard your records. You know, I thought, "Gee, from England." <laughs> the Brits are, are really swinging these days. <laughs> so, I mean, they oh, do, they God. do, but not that much. Yeah. And so, um, uh, it's an absolute. Uh, uh, surprising. So that's that's great. That's great. So and I believe that your album just made the to the number eleven. 11 yeah. In the, in the billboards. Yeah. 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 In the United States. In yeah. the United States. In yeah. the US. That's a, that's a feast. That's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so how is that feeling? It feels great. You, you know the we had a song that was number one in the U.S. Was it last two, two years ago? Yeah, two thousand. So it, when you make music, you make it because you love it. Yeah. Obviously. But then when you get that kind of recognition, you know, it's kind of like, wow, it's kind of an extra, that little cherry on the top. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, Not that you don't do music to get those kinds of accolades and acknowledgments, but when they happen, it's it's exciting. So I've got myself, uh, my new album is number 34 on the Congratulations. same Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. And, and it's actually good because the first week on the billboard. Yes, week, yes. Cool, cool, That's cool, right. Cool, cool. It was for, forever, I mean, at least for eight weeks on the up and coming, and then boom, it went up to 234. Wow. So, so that's cool. That is brilliant. We're not as good as you guys. No, no get out of here. But we're there crawling behind you. No, 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 no. <laughs> not at all. Um, not at all. So tell me, um, you were born in Philadelphia. As a matter of fact, Chester, Pennsylvania, nine Chester. miles south of Philadelphia. And My daddy would get me if I didn't say that. So can I ask you, yes. how was your childhood? How did you get into music? I saw someone playing the piano. I was eight years old, and I saw one of my classmates playing the piano. She was playing Silent Night. Mm -hmm. And I told my, I leaned over to my mom. I said, I want to do that. She was like, okay, look, I'm going to get you a piano, but you're going to practice every day. 
So she got me a piano. That was it. I started, I, I had classical lessons first. So um, How old were you? Eight. Eight. And I started playing by ear at 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was forced. My uh, One of my aunts, her name was Tootsie. And so she, she played for all the churches in my, in my city. And there was one Sunday she didn't want to go to church. She had something going on. She told my mother, she said, Ruth, uh, I want Denise to play for church this Sunday. I have the sheet music. She can do it. One hour, $175. Okay, sure. So I did it. That was it. I I started playing by ear, reading the music, directing choirs. It really was as simple as that. And how were you doing at school? I was doing great at school. So you were in the classical studies. You were doing fine. Yes, I was doing fine. Um, It was a bit of a... uh, a struggle trying to, to balance the classical and the, or I, I should say the, the regimen of the reading and uh, uh, the ear. That was a, a little bit of a struggle. And I know when I got to college, they would not let us play any music unless it was written. Mm-hmm. So playing, they, they'd knock on the, uh, on the, 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 the door of the uh, practice rooms. And if you were playing something that was not Dothniani or Rachmaninoff, no, 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 no. So that was rough. That was rough. That was in rough. college, yeah, it was rough. Because oh I wanted to express, you know, I wanted to write. I wanted to do different music. So, so I changed my major from piano to philosophy so okay. I could graduate. And so at the time, what were you listening to? Only classical? Or no. Much I was, broader, right? No, I was listening to gospel music and jazz and country. I mean, from Michael McDonald to to the Clark sisters. Uh, um, at the time, one of my closest friends was a hot jazz, young jazz bassist, Christian McBride. I was listening to him. Um, I was listening to everything. And what gave you the taste to actually, at the, at the point where you got to wanting to be a professional musician? It was Dana. I didn't want to do this. I was like, listen. So you met I'm, Dana, I when, met Dana like, when, when you were a kid? Yes, I was a kid. He was a grown man. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. No, we met in college. We met in college. I was maybe 21 or 22. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. Yeah. And Dana had a Grammy and a bunch of stuff. He worked with India Ari and got a Grammy. He was a writer. He was doing a bunch of stuff. He met me. He was like, look. You should do this. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I, I, I'll be somebody's music director. I'll do that. I don't need to be. I'm, my voice isn't special, special enough to be a solo artist. He was like, look, let's try one song. He tried one song. He tried another and another. Next thing you knew, we had an album. And that first independent album, we had a, a Billboard hit. It was uh, completely independent. Mm-hmm. Number 14 on what year was that? That was 2010. 2010. 2010. So it's the, it's the recent past. Yes. Yeah. And so you, Dina, Dana, Dana, Dina. Dana. 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 Yes. So Dana, mm-hmm. um, so you're a great guitarist. I heard you well, played well, on stage. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got something, definitely. And so, Dana, what's your story? How did you start? Um, so my father, my, my mother and father both uh, were music fans. My father played guitar, and he had a Epiphone, I'm sorry, not Epiphone, a Gibson uh, ES-335 that, you know, he, he worked, he worked a regular job, but when he came home, he would play the guitar, and 
the time, that was a lot of money to spend for a guitar. And I was told, you, it's not a toy. You don't touch that guitar. And so one day I was playing around with it. I touched it. And it's like, now you have to take lessons. So how old were you <laughs> wow. at the time? Um, probably six or seven. And so I started taking classical guitar lessons, which I didn't care for. And then I got into jazz lessons, which I didn't like. But what I found was some of the chord changes were very much like the R&B that was on the radio. So it, I could learn these jazz chords, and then it corresponded with stuff and the changes that and I could play stuff from the radio. So I started doing that. And I really got into... I didn't know it at the time, but I got into like songs and song forms and instrumentation, not not classically, but but I, I was really into that as a kid. And um, when I got to high school, I, I thought that music, being a musician, wasn't cool. I was supposed to play sports or do something else, so I stopped playing altogether um, until my senior year uh, in high school. There were some guys sitting in a circle playing acoustic guitar, and I was like, you know, I could, I could, play, I could play probably better than that. And they were like, no, you can't. So I took the guitar and I started playing again. And just so happens that the music teacher from the school walked by and was like, why are you, why, why have you not been playing the whole time? And I don't know. So long story short, I came to Atlanta to go to college, and I got bit by the music bug. I was walking by the jazz band rehearsal. And I stopped, and I was just trans, transfixed. And I, I started playing again very seriously and ended up playing with bands in Atlanta and then ended up doing production and writing for some other people in Atlanta and elsewhere. And that, you know, that's really how I got serious into professional. Mm -hmm. Started doing a lot of session work, mm -hmm. uh, playing at churches, and then I met this lady. And, and you met in Atlanta? We met in Atlanta, that's right. Because you moved your son to Philadelphia. Yes, to go to Spelman College. And he went to Morehouse College. Yeah, Very good. And you played at the Velvet... No, I've never... Velvet Club? I've been to the Velvet Room. Velvet Room. Velvet Room. We've been there a couple of times. To see our friends, Frank McComb and Christian McBride. And a few others. Great little club in Atlanta. Yes, great club. Yeah, yeah. Great, great owners. And it's very... It's very intimate room. It's like almost being on the stage someone, with them, yeah. Yeah, like mm -hmm. being on the stage or in mm -hmm. the living room with you know with someone Absolutely. while they're playing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, wonderful. So, how do you find it uh, the music business though? I mean, from earning a living and uh, and marketing yourselves. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's something that uh, uh, has become so difficult, right? Yeah. yeah um, it, it it is a challenge. I I, I always say that. The intersection of art and business is always very awkward because art wants something different than what business wants. Yeah. And but um, it's very at the same time it's very much like salad dressing, you know, oil and vinegar. They don't mix, but when you shake, when you make the mix and you shake them together, oh, they're amazing. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 it it is it is difficult. It can be difficult, especially now that record labels. Are, you know, the, the business of music is just different than it was with streaming and downloading and, yes. and such. Yes, now it's becoming, obviously, everything goes towards streaming. Yes, Absolutely. yes. If and you sell a thousand records, you have done 
a great job. Right, <laughs> yes. right, right, right. In the first week, if you sell a thousand, you are awesome. And there are all those tools to download music from yeah. YouTube. Right. Yeah. So once Absolutely. you put a video up there, uh, yeah. you just can uh, take the music from the video. You go an MP3 in the way yeah. you go. Yes. You can listen to it a million times. Nobody mm -hmm. will ever know. Right. It can't be recorded That's anywhere. Right. That's right. And uh, you are deprived from your earnings. So yes. really, yeah. the recording side of the music is, uh, if it's not dead, it's really dead. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's, it's definitely a challenge, but well, they say it's promotional now, right? Yeah, you do yeah. recordings to get people to come to your shows. To your, right. Exactly. So that has become a yeah. different way of approaching. Absolutely. That's right. Together. Absolutely. So, what is your way of marketing? Do you do social media? Yes. Yeah, Instagram, and, and we we actually had to hire someone this this go round to help us with our marketing to really to really be intentional yes. about targeting them. Because, uh, you know, if you have to do it as an artist, the very thing that you were saying, the, the intersection of the art and the business, my art tells me I don't, I have to, I, I deal with my feelings. Mm -hmm. And right now, I don't feel like posting a picture. Mm -hmm. But business says, if you want to sell these records and you want people to know where you are, you should probably post something. Mm -hmm. So um, we did have to hire someone to really help us with that. And it, it's, done, it's done really, really well. So we stay very present. Yeah, if it is someone's job, then they yeah. do it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it can be a little uncomfortable, though. So I want to go on with my feelings. Yes. The art has to do with my feelings, my emotions. Yeah. And then he's like, okay, all right, all right. Okay, I get that. I need you to do something, though. Yeah, so. yeah. So it is uh, the same for every musician. Oh, yeah. I admit it uh, doesn't matter level is yes uh, the, the marketing side is always present yes absolutely and you can no longer just be a musician unless you want to be a starving musician of yes course. Right. yeah uh, you can spend uh, your days in a room yeah and uh, no one will ever know about you <laughs> yeah. exactly if you want to, to play out there you need to that's right put yourself sometime in a non-comfortable uh, right. state that's yeah. right because it's while we are performers and when once we're on the stage we we are extroverts. Yes. Right. But for, for me most of the time I'm an introvert. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's only when I'm on the stage that yes. uh, it comes to me automatically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I find that most musicians are a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Once you're off the stage it's not obvious that you want to continue to exactly. be exuberant yes. without your instrument. Yes, right. yes. Uh, yes. And, uh, but for for yourself, I saw you on stage just before. Yeah. You've got such an Incredible voice oh, and incredible oh, yeah. presence. Oh, you're so, you're so, sweet. so, so for me, it's like that's with the jet lag, uh, and that's, that's because with jet, of the jet lag. <laughs> that's what, so when there's no jet lag, it's just boom. No. So no. It, it was hard to imagine that off the stage you wouldn't be as you were on the stage. Yeah. And so far, I have to say, I find that uh, you are the consummate <laughs> um, the performer. You're so good to me. Uh, no, and I'm, 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 I'm just saying what I'm observing. Thank you. So it's Thank it's you. really good, and so it, it, this time around you didn't bring your entire uh, band from the United States. Yeah. You you teamed up with some Australians, yes. great Australian Absolutely. musicians. So who have you got on the band tonight? I'll let you say well, it. this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this week. You remember so, the name? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't pronounce. So, <laughs> so we have Ben Cripps on bass. Yes. 
bass. He, he's great. He, he's an amazing uh, he bass really player. Is. He's playing uh, upright and electric. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then on Nick on drums is Nick. Nick and I, I struggle to say his last name. <laughs> Don't let you play it. Uh, wait, I'm I'm got to look at it so I can say. This is it. funny. Nick, you know the, the surname of Nick? We have to let Nick. We've got Peter, our sound engineer here. Karis Varkas. Nick Karis Varkas. Yes, yeah. probably from Athens. Yeah. A, I don't think you guys got, said that we've right. We've a huge Greek community in Melbourne. Yes, So yes. If, you, if you don't know, we are uh, the largest Greek city after Athens. Yeah, that's what I you heard. heard. So, yeah. so there is, I was supposed to say the name Mel, Melinia? What is it? The Greek? There's a the Greek well, pronunciation of Melbourne. You know, I'm from France. And so, who else have you got? That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. it. So yeah. there's the four of you. Yeah. But gee, you, you're making as much noise as twenty. I can tell. Yeah. Oh wow! 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 No, the groove was fantastic. Thank you so much. And I like the rendition that you were doing. Uh, before that funk rendition. Oh, uh, oh yeah! Won't you try our song? Yeah, Won't you try? Yes, Thank you very much. Yeah, this will be nice. Thank you. Good. So we, I think we're going to have a lot of fun this week. We absolutely we are. are. What, do you, what are your fans? What can they expect from you? They can expect to feel better. Yeah. We, and and that, that's what we do. We, we want people to feel better. We want them to, to hear maybe something they never heard or hear music that feels familiar to them. Um, Whatever's going off, going on, if it if it makes you feel better about your life and what, what you're doing, that's that's our job. Yeah. At the end of the show, they have to feel better than at the start of the show. Yes. That's right. That's the idea. That's yeah. it. So it should be uh, the, the, our tickets here should be reimbursed by Medicare. <laughs> <laughs> you're brilliant. And, and yeah, in America, yeah. we should ask amazing uh, marketing Ob- right here. Obamacare yeah. to do something. Yeah, Sunshine care. Yeah. Or, 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 or the new Trump care. Oh, oh God. How do you feel, just a quick one. How do you feel about Trump? Um, he, he's our president. And, of course he is. And um, wasn't my first choice. Yeah. And, um, or the last choice. Yeah, uh, but my hope is that he is successful because if he's a failure, we, will all, we, suffer. we all suffer. So yeah. my hope and my prayer is that he is successful. And um, Amen. 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 That's all you can... I, <laughs> I won't even add to that. Very good. So <laughs> you're at Bird's Basement until Sunday, and we are really looking forward to this. Thank you, Thank you so you much. Thank you for listening. If you live in Melbourne, rush to Bird's Basement and get those tickets for every sunshine. Stay in touch with us by simply subscribing to this podcast. Until the next time, I'm Albert.